The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Early Edge NFL Week 14 Player Prop Preview Show presented by BetMGM. I am your host, Eric Cohen. You may know me as EC. I love being on this show every week. We have so much fun, and we have the two biggest experts that I think I have ever worked with, and I mean that seriously, on this program. And before we get into the actual show, let's go over how we did last week. We're all about transparency on this show. And I'll tell you what, nine and five for the entire show, not too bad. Proppy and I was three and one. Dave and I were three and two. Not bad. A winning week across the board. So I really like that. But let's get right into it and bring in the stars of the show. And I'm going to give each one kind of a, a, a super intro because that's what they deserve. The best prop better that I have ever met, somebody that I, I would think is one of the best prop betters in the world. Our guy, Prop Stars, he's here with us. He posts so many picks on the Sportsline site every week. It's absolutely amazing. I love hearing his logic, and it's an honor to work with him. And another guy who it's an honor to work with who has, let's see, 146,000 more followers on Twitter, or X, mm. than I do, is none other than the number one CBS sports fantasy football expert, uh, Dave Richard, Uncle Dave as we call him. You know, it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys and to learn and to be a part of it. So it's it's a blast, and I look forward to – we got a lot to go over today. We have a lot of picks. We have some fantasy football we'll talk, and some strategy we'll talk later in the show, so hang with us. But before we get into uh, everything else, I just want to point this out. So we're going to get to the rushing and combo best bets right away. My favorite band is a band called Counting Crows, and they have a song called Raining in Baltimore. Well, what do you know? On Sunday, it's supposed to do that and much more. And Proppy, you have a pick from the game, and I just give that first pick, and then I want to talk about rain. Baltimore looks to be a little soggy. Tell us what your angle is there. I do indeed, EC. Great to see you, Uncle Dave. Awesome to see you as well. I am fired up. We have reached the stage of the season. One month left until the playoffs begin. Uh, some fantasy football leagues right now, the playoffs start this week. If they don't start this week, they start next week. So this is an exciting time of the year, and I could not be more fired up, guys. But yeah, we're talking about Kieran Williams. I'm going to fade the second year running back under 68 and a half rushing yards. This guy has out of nowhere seemingly he was a fifth round pick 
rookie last year, uh, didn't really get a lot of work, has become one of the more effective running backs in the NFL this season. He's averaging over 100 scrimmage yards per game. He's scored 10 touchdowns and seven appearances but I am going to fade him against this Baltimore Ravens defense that is not only excellent both against the run and against the pass, but they are healthy. They are the healthiest team in football, in my opinion, at least defensively, and they are coming off of a bye week. I really think they are going to make Williams the focal point uh, of this defensive matchup as well. So look for him to have a tough sledding against a very stout Baltimore front seven that's firing on all cylinders right now. All right, so probably I want to ask you before you give your next pick. We're going to talk about weather here. Now, you would think in a in a rain game where it's going to be a, a deluge, half an inch of rain, as I've read on CBSSports.com, and we'll start with you, Proppy, and then Dave, I'll get your opinion on this as well. Wouldn't you think that a running back would be more, they're going to lean on the running backs at fade Matthew Stafford passing yards and Lamar Jackson passing yards and play the running back props? Your thoughts on that? Uh, to to an extent, but I think a lot of that is baked into these numbers. I think if there's inclement weather involved, uh, I think the odds makers are, are keenly aware of that. I also think that it just benefits Baltimore in general. If they're not worried about being beat over the top or downfield, that allows them to stack the box. So I really don't see it as a big advantage as far as weather is concerned and how I sort of uh, prepare for weather. Uh, I really only kind of wind is, is really the thing that I think uh, – affects my handicapping if there's going to be significant wind typically gusts over 20 to 25 miles an hour that's enough wind to impact passing downfield something i really only pay attention to 24 to 48 hours in advance as well as we know the weather is very fickle uh, oftentimes you'll see a week out there's a hundred percent chance of participation and then by the time sunday rolls around it's clear skies and it's 50 degrees so just something to monitor as the week progresses not something to be overly concerned with in my opinion until you get 24 to 48 hours out Dave, you watched more game film in a week than I've watched in my entire life combined. I mean, actual all 22 film. When it comes to weather and the impacts not only on props and fantasy football, how do you weigh those into your rankings? And then when it comes to betting markets. So uh, Alex just said that he's looking at weather 24 to 48 hours in advance. I've learned to look at weather one hour in advance. So I know that the weather is not going to be particularly good. At least it's not forecast to be particularly good in Baltimore. But I really don't want to make massive changes to my fantasy lineups, to my rankings or anything like that until about an hour before kickoff. And the reason why that is the case, a long time ago, who was it between? I think it was between the Lions and the Eagles in Philadelphia. This is like six, seven years ago. Proppy was still in high school. And and the the, the weather was fine during warmups. Weather was fine 90 minutes before kick. And then right when the game started, it was like a massive blizzard and there was snow everywhere. And so I, I, it was unpredictable that the weather just rolled in like that. And I live in Florida. The weather's crazy and it changes all the time. So I really try to look, I, I keep the weather in mind. Like there was a pick that I was going to make this week in the same game as Proppy's pick actually, but I decided not to do it because I don't know what the weather will be like. I watch the forecast. I see it. I have a contingency plan for my fantasy teams whenever I think the weather's going to be bad. Keep that in mind, by the way, EC, if you've got Justin Tucker on your fantasy team. That kicker's been great for a long time, but I don't know how good it'll kick if it's 20-mile-an-hour winds and heavy rain in Baltimore. 
You know, I, I wasn't going to mention this. Maybe this is for another show, but if you're running a fantasy football league, no kickers. We I, it, Listen, I love Justin Tucker. He's a Hall of Famer, but you should not have kickers. That's for an argument for another day. Proppy, you have another uh, pick in, in what should be one of the highest scoring games of the week, and I'm actually excited about this one. Tell us about it. Yeah, you're talking about New Orleans versus Carolina. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about Buffalo versus Kansas City. My guy, I've been backing this guy all season long. EC and Uncle Dave, you'll both attest to this. James Cook, I'm going to go over 44 and a half rushing yards. Frankly, I am shocked this number didn't open in the mid-50s. James Cook has had a phenomenal season. Uh, the only thing that you can really say negative about him, at least from a fantasy perspective, is he just hasn't gotten a lot of red zone or green zone work. And... Uh, when the team is trailing, they tend to sort of game script out of the game, him out of the game. But when he's on the field, he is as effective as any running back in football. He has the ability to play on all three downs. He's a very viable pass catcher as well. But since Joe Brady has taken over play calling duties for the Buffalo Bills, Cook has had 16 and a half carries per game. He's been the focal point of the Buffalo's offensive game plan. And those were two brutal matchups against the Jets and the Eagles, who both have excellent run defenses. Now we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 31st in EPA allowed per rush, 32nd in run stop win rate. So one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. We I just think these teams are both going to be fairly conservative. We've seen them struggle uh, throwing the ball down the field. These teams have been at the best when they've been conservative and bad whether it's Isaiah Pacheco or James Cook. So I'd be shocked if James Cook doesn't get 15 to 17 carries in this game that's likely to produce some positive or neutral game script. So give me James Cook over 44 and a half rushing yards. I thought this would open at 54, 55 and a half where I would have strongly considered playing it there because I have a significant edge even at that number. So this is probably my favorite prop on the board this week, EC. Well, so that game is interesting. We think it's going to be a high-scoring game, a lot of passing yards. But, Dave, before we get to your props, I want to ask you about a late development that came about earlier today and that Isaiah Pacheco is out for the Chiefs, and now they have the two-headed monster of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jarek McKinnon. From a fantasy perspective, are you playing either in, a, in the flex spot? And number two, from a props perspective, are you looking to bet once the markets are released on either one of these players rushing and or receiving? I would be very interested in the receiving props for Jarek McKinnon. That's a role that he's had on lock. And on top of that, he plays typically, especially in moments like this where they really need him, in the red zone, inside the 10-yard line. They scheme him up near the goal line. He's a good type of – like he, they use him as a third down back, but now he could start playing even more than that. I can't trust Clyde Edwards-Elaire. I don't care if he's named the starter. Uh, maybe he's, he's not bad if you're – in a desperation situation in fantasy, but I'm probably not going to touch his props. It's McKinnon, who, especially the receptions prop, if it's two and a half, I'll take the over on that as long as the juice isn't too bad. It's a good thing. Well, actually, no, it's not a good thing that we're doing this show so late because I went and rushed to pick up Edwards Alaire in a few fantasy leagues to try to other people. Maybe I should have picked up Jarek McKinnon instead. Whoops. All right, I have one pick before we get to Dave's and then the rest of Proppy's uh, rushing picks. This is a combo prop. Joe Mixon, over 87.5, rushing plus receiving yards at minus 115. So the AI projections from our, our guy, Spectre, uh, congratulations, Forbes 30, under 30 in sports, projecting over 101 combined yards for Joe Mixon. In the last three games, Colts have allowed starting running backs to go for 88 rushing yards, 100 rushing yards, and 102 last week uh, for Derrick Henry. As well as Jake Browning played on Monday night, Cincinnati should still rely on the run 
the Colts are getting torched on the ground, allowing the seventh most rushing yards per game. Also, in two games with Browning as a starter, Mixon has eight catches on nine targets for 93 yards, 40-plus yards receiving every game. I think there is value there. I would play this up to 95 yards. I think it will go up. We'll see how that now that goes. Now, Dave, you have a couple of rushing props. And one of the guys that you're touching on is a Tampa Bay running back who surprisingly, when it comes to from a fantasy football perspective, is a top 10 fantasy football running back this year to this point, which is shocking. But you're kind of thinking a different direction this week. Tell us about him. Well, I'm not sure which one you want me to start with here, EC. Are we talking about the one in Tampa or the one in Tampa? Dallas? The one in Tampa. Let's start with that oh, one. You're going over I, yet. Yeah. I'm taking the over on his total yards. Okay. It's 87 and a half at minus 119. I would play it up to 90 and a half. I think he's going to have a big game against the Falcons. He's been over 88 yards total in six of his past seven games. He didn't get there against the 49ers. I don't think we would have predicted, or I think we would have predicted that rather, because the 49ers defense is so good. And the Falcons, listen. Over the balance of the year, they've been amazing. They haven't allowed a touchdown to a running back yet this year, 3.5 yards per carry. But they're in the bottom 10 in defensive pass EPA per dropback versus running backs, yards per catch to running backs, missed tackles on running backs. But this is what put me over the top. Today, the injury report for the Falcons announced that linebacker Nate Landman and defensive tackle David Onyemata, that's kind of a fun name to say, they're not going to play. And these are two very good run defenders for the Atlanta Falcons. So not only is it a fairly easy matchup for White through the air, but it's also just gotten a lot easier on the ground. And by the way, he had 99 total yards against the Falcons back in week seven, including six catches for 65 yards. I'm taking Rashad White over 87 and a half total yards. The other guy, Tony Pollard. We're going in the different direction with him. And he might have been the guy you were talking about, EC, the one right, that was yeah. drafted as a top 10 pick. Yeah, I love Tony Pollard, too. And, you know, the last three weeks, he's been pretty good. But I'm going to take under 86 and a half total yards this week against Philadelphia, minus 119. He didn't total more than 85 yards in two of his past three games when he's been pretty good for fantasy over the last three weeks. Did he go under against Seattle? Yeah, he did. Did he go under against the Panthers and the Giants? He did. He was under in those games. And he was under against Philadelphia a few weeks ago, too. So that's something that stands out to me. And on top of that, everybody saw Philadelphia's defense get absolutely crushed last week. They're getting healthy and better at linebacker. It's almost the opposite of what's going on with the Falcons. Zach Cunningham, back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Shaquille Leonard, joining the Philadelphia Eagles. The defensive line should be better for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's the bottom line on Pollard. His rushing average has fluctuated wildly. His workload has gone up and down. But the one thing he really hasn't been able to do, EC, is get big splash plays over and over and over again. He can get you a bunch of you know, 10, 15-yard carries, maybe one into the 20s, but no massive plays. So I'm going to take the under. It's going to be a high-scoring game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I actually think the Cowboys will win, but I don't think Tony Pollard is going to be a huge factor in it. Go ahead, Proppy. Two things. First, I want to commend Uncle Dave. I love that Tony Pollard look. Uh, the Eagles defense, particularly the run defense, has been phenomenal this season. Really, last week uh, against um, uh, San Francisco was the first time we saw them kind of have a letdown. Dave alluded to all the injuries in the front seven getting healthier. Then you add a guy, uh, an all-pro in Shaq Leonard to this front seven. So I think this Eagles team is going to be very motivated, uh, especially their run defense, to shut down 
um, Tony Pollard, who has been one of the least efficient running backs in football. Dave also closed his thoughts uh, recklessly, I would I would suggest, by stating that the Cowboys are going to win this football game. That is absolute blasphemy, Uncle Dave. So, my friend, I challenge you, Uncle Dave, to a showdown. It's been, I think, at least a full year since we've had one. Last time, I believe you ended up sending me pizzas, or I sent you pizzas. I can't I recall. I, I know you- if I sent you pizza, it was in the shape of a $100 bill. It was, and I did send you pizza in the shape of Chicago deep dish pizza, so I believe we're lifetime one and one but I have to back my Philadelphia Eagles here, Uncle Dave, so I am challenging you to a showdown. It can be for a $100 bill, or it can be for pizzas, or if you have another idea, I am all ears, but I cannot let you off the hook, Dave. I got to take my Eagles, and I got to see if I have a willing dance partner, and I am a gentleman, Dave. I am so confident in my Philadelphia Eagles. We can scrap the fact that they're three or four point underdogs. We can just do it straight up, win or lose. What do you say, Dave? I mean, how can I pass this up? Let's have ourselves a showdown. Proppy, proppy, proppy. That's a mistake that I would make. Action with Dave on this one. I think the Eagles will win the Super Bowl. I think Dallas will win this week. I think you're not the fact that Dave doesn't have to give you points. I don't know, Dave. You better yeah, spend this, 100 bucks wisely. This seems like an emotional overreaction, which is very rare to see from Proppy Longstocking. I kind of get the last time we saw you this emotional was when you were defending New Jersey produce <laughs> a year and change ago. True story. And, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm actually shocked that you're you're doing this. I've got to back. I've got to back my guys. I spent last week on the Pick 6 podcast hearing it from Katie Mox, hearing it from RJ White, hearing it from Will Brinson. Shout out to those guys. I lost the bet to Katie. Uh, I'm supposed to wear some San Francisco 49ers regalia this week but i need to double up i need to get some action back i need to back my guys who i know are going to bounce back dave so what do you say we got to figure something out i think a hundred dollars is boring although if you're up for it i'm up for it i think we should do something more fun where you or i have to wear something potentially next friday or have to send each other send each other something interesting in the mail okay you guys think about that we'll We'll start with a hundred bucks and okay um, may how about this the loser has to recite a poem written by the winner on <laughs> next week's Early Edge show. I love that. It verbatim, no yep. curse words, nothing derogatory, okay. but a poem will be written and then read on the air. In addition to the $100. I love in it. In addition to the $100. And if anybody in the chat has any suggestions that the loser should also partake in, <laughs> please throw those in there and we'll we'll get the best of those and we'll throw those out later in the show. Now, Proppy, I think you're going to lose this showdown as much as I like the Eagles. I think you're going to lose, but you're going to make your money back because you got a couple more running back props that you're going to go with this week, including a guy that I have on multiple fantasy teams who is replacing Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis. Yeah, indeed. You see, we're talking Zach Moss. I'm going over 68 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Zach Moss has had an absolute stranglehold on the Colts rushing attempts. Whenever Jonathan Taylor has 
been inactive. To start the season, we know Jonathan Taylor was on the the pup list. Uh, we saw Zach Moss handle close to ninety five percent of the team's running back touches for consecutive weeks, and then last week after. Uh, Jonathan Taylor suffered a thumb injury. It was the same deal once again. So uh, while it wasn't a great game for Taylor, for excuse me, for Moss last week, now he plays the Cincinnati Bengals defense, which is bottom five in literally every single defensive rushing metric. So I love this spot for Zach Moss, who's going to likely handle 20 plus carries in this game, going up against one of the most generous run defenses in the NFL. I like all of Zach Moss's props, including his anytime touchdown, which you could find at least yesterday close to even money which i think is a tremendous value as well so love zach moss this week and then i like chuba hubbard over 12 and a half rushing attempts i am puzzled why this number isn't 14 and a half or 15 and a half uh chuba hubbard has quietly had actually a very strong season despite carolina really struggling as a whole offense and it's seemingly uh with chris Tabor as the new Coach in Carolina, he is the preferred back. Last week, he handled 76% of the team's rushing share, despite a healthy Miles Sanders, who was relegated to pure mop-up duties and just third down work, which really does not affect this rushing prop. Now we're facing a Saints defense that's not been nearly as strong as it has been in years past, and it is also a significant run funnel as well. So I think Chuba Hubbard is very likely going to handle 16 to 18 touch or carries at minimum, especially as the Panthers look to limit the amount of dropbacks for Bryce Young. So I love this prop. Uh, this is probably my favorite prop besides the James Cook or along with James Cook line over 12 and a half rushing attempts. I personally play this one up to 14 and a half. It's a one and a half unit play for me at 12 and a half. You can still find that number as far as Zach Moss at 68 and a half. I'm fairly certain that number is still available. I'd play that up to 71 to 72 and a half. Dave, you have any thoughts, Proppy, going with Zach Moss and with Chuba Hubbard, a couple of guys that you like this week? So, yeah, I do like them both this week. Moss is a number one fantasy running back, Chuba a number two fantasy running back. And it's not just a one-week thing with Chuba Hubbard. Thomas Brown is the new offensive coordinator for the Panthers, but he's also the old offensive coordinator for the Panthers. He had three games earlier this year where he took the duties from Frank Reich. In three of the four games, we've seen Chuba Hubbard get at least 17 touches, and most of them are carries. I looked into Chuba Hubbard. He was one of the first players that I looked into for props this week, guys. And his rush attempts, when I looked, 14 and a half, 15 and a half. And I'm with you, Alex. I think 14 and a half is about as high as I would go. But this Saints run defense has started to struggle over the last month or so. And Cameron Jordan didn't play his full allotment of snaps in their last game. So they're ripe for the picking here, and they're beat up on offense too. So the Panthers might hang around this game, and Chuba Hubbard might actually be a factor in Carolina keeping it close. So where can you bet all of these props? Well, we know the answer. Go to BetMGM. BetMGM has all the action for every sports fan. New BetMGM customers can sign up today and get a first bet offer up to $1,500. If your first bet loses, you'll receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets with bonus code with bonus code edge one or edge 1500 easy for me to say that's edge 1500 so check that out betmgm.com all right snake we have our first break let's hit it selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. So this next game, I'm really surprised about. We're going to move over to receiving props. And I saw Dave's first pick here, and I was kind of surprised because this is going to be a high-scoring game, you would think, between Buffalo and Kansas City. But of course, just as I think that, you're playing an under. Tell us what you have. We go with all the big stars here on the Early Edge Player Prop Show. We've got Tony Pollard. We've got Rashad White. We've got Kyron Williams. Are those guys stars? Mm, Yeah, I think they are for fantasy. And we've got Khalil Shakir. And we're going under Khalil Shakir's receiving yards at 32.5 minus 115. Shakir's been great. He's been over this in five of his past six games. So why would I take the under now? It's simple. His role is about to change dramatically. Tight end Dawson Knox. You guys remember him from earlier in the year. He's been a big part of Buffalo's offense. He's expected back this week. And when he plays, that takes another pass catcher off the field. And Knox isn't just a receiver for Buffalo. He's a blocker too. And they're going to need him to block because that Chiefs pass rush is pretty good. So if he's back, that means someone's got to go from the receiving core for most of the game. It's not going to be Stephon Diggs. As much as we kind of want it to be Gabe Davis, it's not going to be Gabe Davis. And I don't think it's going to be Dalton Kincaid either. I think Kincaid has proven over the past couple of weeks, uh, more like five or six weeks, that he belongs in the NFL and he gives them that big body target for Josh Allen. And he will match up better in the passing game against the beat up linebackers and safeties for the Chiefs than Dawson Knox even will. So I think Shakir is going to be the odd man out. I don't think he's going to run very many routes. And I don't think he's going to play very much. I don't think he's going to get many catches. 
just like he didn't get many catches through the first five weeks of the season when Dawson Knox was playing games and rolling as a major factor in this Buffalo offense. Under on Khalil Shakir, 32 and a half yards. And when I think Bill's Chiefs, Dave, I think Gabe Davis. It's a Gabe Davis game. Remember what he did in the, in the AFC playoffs? Yeah, he had four touchdowns was on four catches. Proppy. I just want to say I rarely find myself jealous uh, as far as other picks are concerned. But Uncle Dave's last two picks on Tony Pollard and Shakir are absolutely phenomenal. I wish I had found these first. Uh, just tremendous analysis. Could not agree more. Have my full endorsement. So so I, I'm winning two to one because he got the Chuba Hubbard pick that I wanted. And I've got the two picks that he wished he had. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep tabs of this. We'll see who's got the higher score by the end of the show. But no showdown bet on that. All right. Well, let's see, Dave, if you're going to agree with Proppy's next pick here. And I, this one's kind of interesting because we talked about weather earlier in the, in the show. There's supposed to be weather at the Meadowlands as well between the Texans and the Jets. Also a game that probably is not going to be all that high scoring at Zach Wilson time. But Proppy's on the other side fading a top receiver for Houston. Why is that, Proppy? Not an easy fade either. And honestly, weather was actually the, the final factor that kind of pushed me over the edge on this one. And that's Nico Collins under 73 and a half receiving yards. I just think this is such a difficult spot for Collins, for C.J. Stroud, for this Houston Texans passing offense, uh, playing in potentially inclement weather against this Jets defense. That is phenomenal, particularly defending the boundaries, defending outside wide receivers. This Jets pass defense has been a reputation-based defense for the last couple years, but they're exceeding the reputation this year. First in EPA allowed per dropback. They have allowed the fewest receiving yards to outside wide receivers by a significant margin this year. That combination of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed have been absolutely phenomenal on the outside. So this is just a really difficult matchup. This is the first time we've seen CJ Stroud, in my opinion, potentially playing in inclement weather outside in the NFL, in these sort of conditions where there should be potentially high wind and weather. So I just think it's a tough spot for Nico Collins, who has largely been phenomenal. But, yeah, you can't ask for a more difficult matchup against these Jets. This Jets pass defense that's elite and is really going to hone in on him without Tank Dell, who suffered that season-ending injury. So I'm going to go fade Nico Collins under 73.5 receiving yards on Sunday. Interesting. I like it, Proppy. That's savviness right there, and that's why you watch the show, because these guys do the work, they make it happen, and this is where you get knowledge. I mean, I wouldn't have come up with Khalil Shakir. Now, what I would have thought, Dave, in that game was Travis Kelsey, and we had a question from the chat. Uh, Jared said, Kelsey, over 68 and a half yards, would you hammer that like he is? I wouldn't hammer it. I, I might put a sprinkle on it, EC, because I, I think that he's going to need to be involved, and especially if the Chiefs can't get the run game going. They're going to need Travis Kelsey, and they can scheme him up in a bunch of different ways, but he hasn't looked as explosive as he did earlier this year, certainly in years past. I don't know if that's the injury he's playing through. I don't know if it's Father Time catching up with him. Taylor Swift. I would also Taylor Swift. I would also add he's not playing a full complement of snaps either. He's been a part-time player in the Chiefs offense. Typically, we see him at the 90% mark as far as his snap share is concerned. He hasn't really broken 75% more than once or twice this season. So something to consider there as well. Good, good observation there, Proppy. Now we love synergy on this show. 
And that's where I put in one pick, and then what do you know? Dave's going to piggyback it. So I'll go to my receiving pick this week, DJ Moore, over 67 and a half receiving yards. Now, I went in this morning. I put this pick on the site last night. So if you go to the Sportsline site, sportsline.com, you can see it's 67 and a half. It's up to, I think, 72 or 73 and a half. And I would still play it up to 80 yards, personally. The AI model, AI PickBot, has it at 85 and a half yards. Uh, DJ Moore went seven for 96 in a touchdown against the Lions in week 11. Moore ranks ninth in deep targets. And since week 10, the top receivers against Detroit did actually crush the Lions for 175 yards, Keenan Allen, the 96, Moore, 94, and 119. Moore is averaging about 21 uh, points per uh, PPR points in Justin Fields' eight starts. He gets targeted often by uh, Justin Fields, so we absolutely uh, love that one. Dave, you're on top of it in a different angle as well with DJ Moore and have some more logic on why he should thrive on Sunday. Yeah, if you don't, if if you heard what EC said about the yardage, you could take that way, or you could take the receptions over for DJ Moore. I can get it at five and a half, uh, and when I did get it, I got it at plus one twenty four. But even if you have to lay some odds on it, I would take it. The pass rush for the Lions hasn't been hitting. They've lost a prime member of their D line in Aleem McNeil last week, and my guess is that the Lions overcompensate for trying to slow Justin Fields down from rushing. That they struggle to play great pass defense. And they've really been struggling to play great pass defense recently anyway. In their four games since their bye, the Lions have allowed a 67.7% completion rate. Hmm. I want to keep that in mind for Justin Fields. That number's bottom eight. But if we narrow it down just to wide receivers, the completion rate is 73.3%. That's a pretty good number if you're going to back DJ Moore, who's the most targeted wide receiver on the Chicago Bears. He has at least six catches in five of eight games with Justin Fields. That includes a game that Fields got hurt in, and it includes the Bears' last two games in which DJ Moore had seven or more catches. So I love going after DJ Moore in a major way. We've seen his player prop numbers spike just on Friday alone, and I would imagine that they could continue to go up unless there's really bad weather coming to Chicago, and I don't believe that's in the forecast. DJ Moore is going to have himself a big day, and so will the Bears. Boy, I love seeing a plus money in front of a prop there, Proppy. Go ahead. I just, I, this is the first time I maybe noticed this, or maybe this is the debut of uh, this appearing in Dave's background, but is that a goose behind you, Dave? We, we The goose has come and gone. He, he's been on and off the show uh, both okay, here and we, on Fantasy Football. I'm Dave. sure you're aware of this, Dave, but we have an official mascot here at the Early Edge. And it's I know. It's my 24-pound Seal Point Siamese who is named Goose as well. Goose, yes. So your Goose definitely has priority over this Goose. This Goose has been in the fantasy department since the year 2000. So my Goose is older than your Goose. Well, your it's, nice, goose to ga- it's nice to gander at another Goose. A lot of geese talk. I don't know if you were supposed to do this plural here. We got one cat, one actual goose sculpture behind Dave. Hey, I don't know what to do with that. I I also want to say this. I love the synergy on the morning show. Larry, the maestro, had DJ Moore's over 67 and a half yards as well. So when I'm with Dave, essentially, and Larry on a prop, boy, I feel really good about it. You guys know what to do with that. Now, we got a question in the chat from Mike. Uh, Dave, I'll ask you this one. Justin Fields over 61 and a half rushing yards. Since he's come back, he's been a running yards, a rushing yards machine. Will he do it again against Detroit on Sunday? Well, it's interesting that it's that low because he's gone for over 100 rushing yards, three straight games against the Detroit Lions. 
And so it makes me a little nervous to see it that low. I think the odds makers could have put it at like 68, 69, 70, and still gotten action on the over. So I'm, I wouldn't take it, but it's not going to change how I feel about Justin Fields and fantasy. Must start fantasy QB. Must start fantasy QB. Proppy, are you playing that over 61 and a half? Uh, I'm not only because I just have some issues with fields uh, holding up from a durability standpoint. Uh, I would lean over on it. I just think it's a pretty big number, and I typically t- tend to avoid these what I what I view as inflated quarterback rushing props. Of all the players that we've talked about on the show today, the next one will be most surprising. But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Gotta love some college basketball. You know, we'll be betting on that tomorrow on CBS Sports Network. All right, this one, it kind of made me sick to do this. We'll get your opinion after I give it to you guys. Desmond Ritter, over 195 and a half passing yards at minus 115. Now, here's why I did this. Tampa Bay has a top 10 rush defense and a bottom five pass defense. Ritter had 250 yards against Tampa in week seven, and our AI pick bot has Ritter surprisingly at 251, basically 251 and a half, and a five-star play to the over. Now, opponents this year have have gone over this number uh, in 10 of 12 against Tampa Bay. The only two that have gone under, Derek Carr in week four and Bryce Young last week, not really saying a heck of a lot. Tampa Bay has also been obliterated by quarterbacks since their week five bye starting quarterbacks averaging 295 yards passing against them over the last seven, eight weeks. Dave, am I going out of control here by picking a Desmond Ritter prop, or are you with me on that one? Yeah, I don't know if I can say that I'm with you on that one. He's averaging 6.9 yards per attempt. Uh, I'm, I'm not sharp enough to do the math in my head on how many attempts he would need to have in order to go over the prop. I think it's going to be 
close to 30, if mm-hmm. not 30 or 31, in order for him to get there. This is a low-volume passing offense, and we've really seen the Falcons since their bye week lean on Bijan Robinson and try and limit the pass attempts for Desmond Ritter. They want they don't want him to make a lot of mistakes with the football. I think in order for this to really hit, he's going to need to get some big plays from his receivers and his running back. And that's where I think you've got a shot, EC, is because the secondary for Tampa Bay still beat up a lot of injuries. That run defense, they're going to get Levante David back, but they still don't have Devin White. So there's going to be opportunities for Bijan to make plays as well. Wouldn't be my favorite play. I wouldn't do any more than one unit on it, and I definitely wouldn't take a number higher than what you found it at. But I think that there's a shot that the Falcons offense, they might have to throw in this game because I think Tampa Bay will be playing with the lead. Proppy? Also, Vita Vey, I believe, is a game-time decision, if I'm not mistaken, as well. And he is Tampa Bay's best run defender, one of the best interior tackles in football. Really, I think this is going to boil down to whether or not Tampa Bay can push Atlanta. That's what happened in that first matchup, which is why we saw Raider forced to air the ball out and attack this week. Uh, Bucks pass defense that's particularly vulnerable downfield, down the middle of the field there especially. We know that Atlanta wants to run the football. That's all they would like to do. They would like to limit Desmond Ritter's dropbacks. So if they're able to run the ball successfully, I don't think we'll see enough passing volume for Ritter to eclipse this number, unfortunately. Well, let's hope that I'm on to something with this one. But we might have a prediction from our football expert, Buckets, who's in the chat. Buckets, thanks for... Uh, hanging out with us a little bit here. You and I will have to do another show together sometime soon. All right. One more uh, passing prop. And this is actually a player that guys will actually, we can all agree it's worth betting on Dave. Tell us who we're talking about. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Let's get to the superstar already. And let's get to the superstar doing what he should do. And that's throw the football against the Buffalo Bills. Over 34 and a half pass attempts at minus 130. If you can find it at 35 and a half, go ahead and take it. It's the juice that you have to worry about. You don't want to put more juice than 130 on this bet. We already know Isaiah Pacheco's ruled out. Man, that changes the calculus for this offense because they were really getting comfortable with Isaiah Pacheco as their lead running back. Now it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who really has not been an efficient running back since his rookie year. Jarek McKinnon should also play. He's questionable. And when he plays, he catches the ball. That's good for Patrick Mahomes and his pass attempt prop. And this game figures to be high scoring. That also would help Patrick Mahomes. But here's the history lesson for today's prop. 38 or more attempts for Patty Mahomes in each of his past four games against Buffalo. In fact, he's only played Buffalo five times. The first meeting, Mahomes only threw it 26 times. Want to know why? Does anybody know why? Hmm. DC Prop, anybody know why? He Weather? 26 times? Mm-mm. I don't Weather? know. Clyde Edwards Elaire had 26 carries for 161 yards. We haven't seen that guy in a long time. <laughs> Since 2020. Former so first round pick. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw a lot in this game. And like I said, I'd play, I think I'd play it up to 36 and a half. I think that's the size I'd go. And that is a quarterback that we can all agree on is worth betting on Desmond Ritter. Well, if you have the stomach for it, good luck. All right. I got, before we uh, get to the recap screen, all right, we got, we got one more. Uh, Jay Kane wants a, a chat for a question from the chat. Uh, Uncle Dave, Mahomes over 36 and a half. You said you would play it up to 36. We'll play that. What's the juice on it, though? Uh, minus 110. Perfect. Okay. I wouldn't want to do – I would not want to do 36 and a half 
minus 135. And I wouldn't want to do 37 and a half uh, unless it was like plus odds, something like that. So I have one kicker prop before we get to the recap screen. And then we have a, a couple of bonus things here uh, before we wrap it up today. Of course, I couldn't do a show without doing a kicker prop. So we're going to go with the revenge game kicker prop. Daniel Carlson of the Raiders over one and a half made field goals at minus 105. So if you, you football historians remember that Daniel Carlson was drafted in the, the fifth round in 2018 by the Vikings who dumped him after two games because he went one and four. Since then, he's kicking them successfully at an 89% rate for the Raiders. The Vikings have allowed 14 made field goals in their last four games combined. And these, this over is eight as hit in eight of 12 games against them. Carlson has kicked multiple field goals in five of his last seven. Let's play his over one and a half made field goals at minus 105. All right, guys, let us check out the recap screen here. Uh, you guys can see it. Uh, we have, I mean, I, I don't want to read them all off because you uh, to get redundant here, but take a look at it. Soak it in. Uh, Proppy, any just while we're looking at the recap screen, is there anything that stands out to you just looking at, at everything? I don't want to say necessarily a favorite pick. Is there anything that stands out now that we've gone through our explanations on some of these picks? I truly meant it when I said it that I'm jealous of Dave's card. Uh, I think this is the best card that Dave has delivered this season. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean the results will reflect that because props can be hey. volatile. Things can happen. But uh, I would speculate here that Dave's going to go a minimum of three and two. I would, I think four and one and five and no are certainly in play. I think he found a tremendous amount of value here. And uh, yeah, once again, I think Dave's card is absolutely phenomenal this week. And Dave, you're going to win a hundred bucks from Proppy, ideally. Not that I want to root against the Eagles, but you have a good card. Uh, going to win a hundred bucks. Anything that stands out to you here on the recap screen? Is is it bad that I'm a little more nervous about the bet because you like it, EC? Probably should be. <laughs> not 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 going to lie, but just wait. We know we have the re the recap screen, but when I host, we always got to go beyond the recap screen. So I have one question for each of you. I'm going to start with you, Dave. And we talked about this when I hosted the show in week six. I asked you about Justin Jefferson. And should I trade him or hold on to him? And you said, hold. Well, here we are eight weeks later, and Justin Jefferson, presumably at full strength, is coming back. You have him ranked number seven on your fantasy football PPR rankings. His uh, over-under, as far as receiving yards, is 65 and a half. Which way are you leaning and why? I, I would lean on the over because I think Justin Jefferson is fully capable of taking over a football game. And I think Josh Dobbs can be directed to do exactly that. And listen, everybody's kind of souring on Josh Dobbs because of his game against Chicago. Maybe it's because it was a spotlight game. Maybe it's because the stat line says he threw four interceptions. If you go back and watch the game, two of the interceptions you can't put on Josh Dobbs. The other two... You can put on Josh Dobbs, and one of them was just a bonehead play that I don't think he would ever make again. He was trying to do a shovel pass to a running back, and it got it got picked off. Basically, I, I think to I think yeah. Dobbs is a pretty good quarterback, okay. and and I think that he can hit Justin Jefferson quite a bit. So I, I'm a little bit worried about well, it's Jefferson's first game back. How will he do? Keep in mind, the Vikings didn't have to take him off IR last week. They did. The reason why was so he could practice more and start to develop that chemistry mm. with Josh Dobbs. I feel pretty good about that prop. I think he can go over there. The matchup certainly isn't anything to be worried about. Proppy, how do you feel about Jefferson this week? 
Uh, I like him. I think Justin Jefferson, if there's one guy who's not going to be rusty, Dave mentioned getting that extra week of practice. He's practicing in full. He made multiple statements throughout uh, the rehabilitation process. process. He was not going to return to the field unless he was at least 100 percent healthy. So, uh, yeah, I think with that extra week, we're talking about one of the best uh, technicians and the best route runners in the NFL. I think we'll see him have a very big game this week. Dave, your thoughts on on Jordan Addison this week with Jefferson back. Would you still play him in fantasy, and would you consider betting his props? I took a long look at his receiving total. I think it was 33 and a half, and I noticed that it was lower than it had been, um, than his yardage had been recently and at the beginning of the year. I think Addison wins on downfield shots. The problem is he doesn't get a lot of those. He'll be in single coverage a lot more because of just – I mean, Justin Jefferson's on the field. What do you want a defense to do? So I, I don't mind trying a sprinkle on the over on Jordan Addison, and I would use him as a number three receiver or a PPR flex type, not someone with super high expectations, not going to take over a game like we've seen him do earlier this year, but a guy who should be able to benefit quite a bit with Justin Jefferson back on the field. Proppy, I want to ask you one more question before we get going here. We talk about betting volume, and you and I have talked about this off the air. Compared to where you were earlier in the season, do you bet more in week 14? Do you bet less? Kind of explain how your your thought process goes there. Yeah, my betting volume is substantially lower at this stage of the season than it is early in the season. Early in the year, there's just so many opportunities available. Uh, there's just so much unknown information. The sports books are really in a position where they don't quite know uh, how a lot of position battles are shaking out, who's going to receive uh, the, the uh, majority of the touches in the backfield or where there's a potential platoon situation. So, yeah, there's really just tremendous opportunity early in the season. That's where the bulk of my volume is going to be by this stage of the season once we get to week 13 week 14 uh, I'm probably betting 25 percent of my overall volume that I'm betting week one week two week three uh, at this point the, the the lines are just significantly sharper the books have a lot more data to pull from they've seen a lot more uh, so yeah as the season progressive my progresses my volume tends to dwindle once the playoffs come around uh, if I wasn't giving out picks on CBS here. I'd probably maybe have two to three bets per week. That's how sharp I think the lines are once we reach the playoffs. And that is why you are one of the top prop bettors in the world, not just in our circle for CBS Sports. So we're really glad. To, you know, always, guys, it's an honor to be on with you guys. Now, I just want to say this kind of a public service announcement. If you are not a Sportsline subscriber and you want to check out all these picks and more, Proppy has a bunch of them on the site, as do a lot of the other experts. If you want to check those out and you want a promo code, message me, direct message me on X Twitter. I'm at Cohen's Corner AZ, and I'll take care of you. We'll, I'll get you the best promo deal that we have available on Sportsline right now. All you have to do is direct message me on Sportsline. That's what you do for watching this show. But, guys, it's always an honor being on with you for Uncle Dave, for Proppy. I'm EC. As I always like to say, let's hit it big. Good luck. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.